Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 8 of Revelation chapter 20. We're going to be reading verses 7 and 8. When the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Now again in verse 7, when it says, when the thousand years are expired or finished, this thousand year period is pointing to the completeness of Satan's binding, which occurred over the course of the church age from 33 AD until 1988 AD. And then God says, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And that's the point back in 1988, the 13,000th year of earth's history, that Satan was loosed. Now, in verse 8, God tells us something interesting about Satan's loosing. It says, And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. And of course, the four quarters would be north, south, east, west. The number four in the Bible points to the furthest extent of whatever is in view, or universality. So Satan will be loosed, and his loosing will have an impact all over the world, um, it, the four quarters of the earth. Satan will be able, once again, to deceive the nations. Now, I say once again, because if we go back to verse 3 of Revelation 20, notice what it says. And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. So, in that verse, and which the Lord is um, describing Satan's binding, which took place at the cross, God says that once Satan is bound, he will not be able to deceive the nations any longer, and that would continue until he's loosed. And and that's where verse 8 comes in. And um, verse 7 said he'll be loosed out of his prison. Verse 8, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Uh, so from these two verses, we can gather that before Satan was bound, and, and again, he was bound at the cross, so prior to the time of the cross, which would have been the Old Testament, 
from uh, the point of man's fall in the Garden of Eden, which was at the very beginning, throughout the entire Old Testament, which was about 11,000 years, that whole time Satan was loosed and able to deceive the nations. And that's why um, before the cross, the world was in deception. It was only Israel that as a nation possessed the oracles of God. They had the word of God in their possession. The the rest of the nations of the world didn't have the word of God in in their possession. Uh, It's true that God uh, occasionally would save an individual from another nation. He might save uh, Rahab the harlot from uh, Jericho or save Ruth the Moabitess from Moab, or save Naaman the Syrian from Syria. Yes, God would save an individual here and an individual there, but but it was always when that person came into contact with his people Israel. Uh, um, Rahab through the fall of Jericho, when, when Joshua and the Israelites uh, took Jericho as the Lord caused the, the wall to miraculously fall down. Or Ruth the Moabitess through marriage to one of the sons of Naomi. And um, Naaman the Syrian came to Israel to see the prophet, to be healed of his leprosy. But, but for the most part, in an overwhelming way, the nations out there, and this, this, would have been absolutely true of the nations um, on the other side of the world or the other side of the ocean where where the people of God, the prophets of God, the true believers uh, that had relationship to Israel could not have gone. They would have been in darkness. They, they would have been in deception. China. And India, and for the most part, and and all the great lands of the world, all the great nations, would have been deceived for thousands of years in the Old Testament side of the cross, and in their deception, they would have worshipped um, idols and 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 um, carved images to bow down to. They would have developed other religions. And that's what we see in the Bible when, uh, when God has Israel in battle with these, some of these other nations. They, they have, uh, false gods. They, they have idol worship. And, and this was due to Satan's deception. But then came the time when the Lord Jesus Christ entered into the world and was born of the Virgin Mary, and went to the cross, and Satan was bound at the cross. As as it says in verse 3 of Revelation 20, he could deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years would be fulfilled, and then he would be loosed. But from his binding in 33 AD, 
for almost 2,000 years, an actual 1,955 years, which the 1,000 years represented, Satan was bound and the nations could not be deceived in the manner they were before. And this is why, for instance, let's just look at a couple examples of what God means that uh, the nations would not be deceived. In Acts chapter 19, the word of God came to Ephesus. And, and Ephesus would have been a Gentile land. And previously, for centuries, it would have been in darkness. It would have been deceived. But now, this is after the cross, and uh, the, the Apostle Paul and other uh, missionaries are bringing the gospel into Asia Minor. They're bringing the gospel to the nations, to the Gentiles. And let's read what happens here in Acts 19. It says in verse uh, 17, And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks, also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them, and found it fifty thousand pieces of silver, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. The gospel comes, the Bible comes, and and it's the light that shines in the darkness, and now Satan is not able to... Uh, keep men in that darkness as he was previously because it's God's program to establish his word, to shine the light into the world, to show the nations their foolishness um, insofar as their idolatry and their images and these curious arts, these books of curious arts, their superstitions, they're, they're, the Bible uh, uh, really uh, shows all these things to be worthless and vain and empty. And and men uh, who God has raised up start declaring the things the Bible says. Oh, we're not to bow down to images. There, There is a God, but he's spirit. He's to be worshipped in spirit and truth and so forth. And over time, well, the the eyes and understanding of some elect are open, but also those that are that are not elect that come into the church, they also are granted some understanding uh, to uh, to uh, certain truths uh, concerning how God is to be worshipped and who God is. Now, notice in the same chapter. Uh, in verse 23. And the same time there arose no small stir about that way, for a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain unto the craftsmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, Ye know that by this craft we have our wealth. 
Moreover, ye see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people, saying, They be no gods which are made with hands, so that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised, and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worshipeth. And when they heard these sayings, they were full of wrath, and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Now, of course, Diana was an idol, and uh, but here we can see some of the things that were happening in that day, in the first century A.D., not that long after Christ had gone to the cross, not that long after Satan had been bound. For this kind of thing to have happened in the Old Testament was unheard of. But now came this gospel, this word of God, not only to Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia. And of course, Asia is a very big place with a great number of people even back then. And it was teaching this word of God that um, there there are no gods made with hands. And these silversmiths and craftsmen and uh, people that had their occupation in that industry of developing these false gods were concerned and troubled. Much like, uh, actually, there is a, a similarity between those that have the industry of the corporate church. And, and that has become their occupation. And when God opened up the scriptures at the time of the end, that the church age was over, they were troubled. And uh, it, it was as though their craft was in danger. Well, uh, anyway, here though we can see that the deception the deceitful working of Satan in the Old Testament, which primarily was related to false gods and, and other religions because they, they were unchallenged. They, they, uh, the truth was in Israel. The truth, um, the oracles of God were with the prophets of Israel. And every now and then, yeah, there'd be an individual from a nation God would save, but for the most part, the nation itself was left in its darkened state. But not now, not now. Now there was a new program of evangelization of the earth, and the people of God were not content to stay in Israel. That No, because Christ had commanded after his resurrection, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures and and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so it was God's program to bring the, the gospel to the world. And where the gospel came, there came light, there came civilization, and the barbarians, and and the pagan religions, 
and the idol worship was put away. As we see in Acts 19, they burned their books of curious arts. They would have destroyed their idols or, or at least put these uh, uh, craftsmen out of work because it, it became clear. It became clear Satan was not able to continue that deceit over the course of the church age and and the evangelization of the world continued. Missionaries went into South America eventually and they visited tribes of of South America Indians and cannibals and and others that that had their idols and their false gods and when the gospel came it basically cleaned them up and and they got rid of these things and th- that was the removal of the deceitful workings of satan in the old testament but god says in revelation 20 in verse 8 really something very frightening very troubling once we understand how satan had that free reign uh, to all the nations in the old testament but but then that changed it changed for almost 2000 years for 1955 years specifically but god says once satan is loosed that in verse 8 He'll go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. The nations that were once deceived, then enlightened, the Lord is saying, will be deceived once again. They will be deceived once again. And just turn to Matthew 24. And we'll see, as Matthew 24 is a chapter dealing with the Great Tribulation and the end of the world. And and when does the Great Tribulation come? At the end of the church age. At the point of Satan's loosing. And here in Matthew 24, it says in verse 11, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that in, he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And then in verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. You see, God begins speaking of the great tribulation, And suddenly, here it is again, false prophets, false Christ, and terrible deception. They will deceive even the elect, if it were possible, 
but by God's grace that is not possible because they hear their shepherd's voice. They hear Christ's voice and will not follow the voice of another. But for the rest of the world, the rest of the nations, there will be great deception because the uh, vehicle that God used to bring the nations out of the darkness and out of the Old Testament deception that Satan uh, was able to keep them under was the formation of the New Testament churches and congregations in all of the nations, in Ephesus, in the South America tribes, in Europe, and, and all over the earth, in Asia, and Africa. The thing that, that turned cannibals into, uh, honest citizens, the gospel, the word of God that transformed the world itself from its, uh, pagan religions and from its, uh, barbarism, the gospel as the church is formed in all these lands and all these nations, will be given up and over. The corporate church will be turned over to Satan once he's loosed. And that means of bringing light, of of changing the world, and, and of removing the deceptive workings of Satan, will now become the tool of Satan to once again deceive the nations. The churches and congregations of the world will be the place that Satan is actively raising up false prophets and false Christs or false gospels to bring mankind back into the darkness. If we turn to Revelation chapter 13, which is a chapter wherein God speaks of the beast as he rises up out of the sea, and that's another way of saying Satan is loosed. It And therefore, Revelation 13 is describing the events that happen after the church age is over and uh, judgment begins at the house of God, the beginning of the Great Tribulation. And we read in Revelation 13, in verse 12, And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. That is, Satan, when he was bound at the cross, it was as though he received a death blow by Christ, but now he's loosed, so his deadly wound is healed. Verse 13 of Revelation chapter 13, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Again, the beast is 
uh, having an image made to it, which is the corporate church. And he is deceiving them that dwell on the earth. And now, once again, in the four quarters of the earth, Satan is active. Satan is working mightily to deceive mankind. And and the nations of the world come under his power and authority once again for the little season of the Great Tribulation. And what do we find begins to happen to the people of the world? To the people who put away their books of curious arts and burn them. To the people who turn from their idols and and the 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 ones who were in tribes that that had uh bones sticking through their noses and big rings in their ears and yet were were transformed from those things and became good uh citizens of their particular nations due to the gospel we find a world that is going back to its pagan roots we we now find as satan is loosed that the world is all caught up in writing on itself with tattoos uh, that many of the people of the world are piercing themselves through their nose and ears and other bodily parts and and they're starting to look even in this like they're back in the tribes that they once, their ancestors were once a part of that the gospel brought them out of. And we're, we're finding the music beat is degenerating and, and turning into that which is not much above, if at all, the drum beat that, that was in the tribal religion and in the tribal customs. And so the world is going back to its its barbarism that the gospel brought it out of. There, there is a return to the darkness, a return to the time of deception has produced this. Well, uh, when we get together our next study, we're going to look at The next part of verse 8, which mentions Gog and Magog. And uh, Gog and Magog are mentioned here and mentioned in the book of Ezekiel. And uh, we'll we'll take a look at what God has in view uh, by this interesting reference to Gog and Magog. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.